Welcome to Design Talk. I'm Alan Higgins. In this episode, we talk with Laura Fay, a technology industry author, advisor, and strategist based in Mountain View, California. We discuss the role and value of product management, the challenge of transitioning from technology as a product towards the service paradigm. This interview took place via Zoom to an in-class audience on Thursday, November 16th, 2023, as part of a class on product design and management at UCD Michael Smurf Graduate School of Business. My name is Claire. And I'm Laksh. And we're really happy to have Laura Fay join us today. So Laura studied computer science at Trinity College and then moved to the U.S. to uh, kick off her long career in the tech sector. So to start, Laura, can you talk about your journey uh, from a technologist towards product leadership since a lot of us are looking to break into product management? Sure, sure. First of all, it's very nice to see you all uh, and uh, meet you all today. Um, I'm very fortunate to have had a, a pretty great uh, and rewarding career. As, as Claire mentioned, I started out uh, doing computer science there in Dublin um, and quickly landed a job in California. And this was way back. Um, and I spent 15 years in engineering, so programmed for about six years. And then I started to get pulled into uh, what I'll call project management, right, within an engineering team. Um, we had customers who needed who needed help installing the technology and getting it up and running. So they'd ship me off on site to go do that. And it was an early stage company. So you get to play lots of, wear lots of hats, play lots of roles, get pulled in a lot of different directions, probably even more so than if you're in a, you know, a very, very large organization, certainly in the early days. Um, so got pulled into project management. Um, and then that ultimately led to engineering management. And as I said, I spent 15 years there before shifting um, out of the engineering team. And how that happened was I got an opportunity to become um, chief operating officer at a very small tech firm. And so I went to do that. And then once I was in that sort of more general business role, um, I never actually went back to lead engineering. Um, I either spent my time as a general manager, general business manager, or uh, leading product management organizations, which is really a proxy for the business uh, overall. I got an MBA at that point later in my career, um, largely because family and other things were uh, consuming time cycles. Um, but uh, certainly having an MBA or having a business uh, acumen early uh, certainly helps with the product management uh, direction. But yeah, so uh, a very rewarding, very rewarding career and then spent the last five years really leveraging all of that operational experience in a uh, research and advisory firm where uh, ultimately working with product management leaders across the tech industry. So looking at the tech sector, it's always kind of been about the technology, but is that more like product or service? Like what's the right way to think about it? You know, that's that's a it's a great question that's coming up a lot these days. So is the product a service? Is the service a product? Look, you know, when we try to define it too formally, if you will, we get ourselves kind of confused. I think the real thing that's really important is what's the problem we're solving for the customer and what the value proposition that we're bringing to the table to solve that problem, right? If that's a widget that we're going to sell, like a piece of technology that we're going to sell to the customer, that's very much in the category of product. But if it's a subscription model that's posted in the cloud or it's a consumption 
model like AWS, Amazon Web Services, for example, or Microsoft Azure, that's delivered on a consumption basis through the cloud. Well, that's a service. It's technology, but it's delivered as a service. But as I said, at the end of the day, you know, you can wrap yourself around the axle. And I have on many occasions with different people. Is it a product? Is it a service? I think, again, it's about what's the problem we're trying to solve for the customer and what's the value proposition that's going to deliver on that? And then how are you going to deliver on it? If it's typically, if it's cloud-based, if we're talking digital, which many of us are, you know, keeping it easy if it's software and you don't have hardware in the scenario, then chances are it's going to be a subscription or a consumption element and, or go to market. And that is going to be a continuing recurring service where the technology fuels the service. So, uh, how do you think new tech delivery and payment models change how we design and sell digital? Okay, yeah, good one. Um, so there's three typical, what we've seen in the industry is 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 three typical um, go-to-market models for technology. One is what we've, and tradi- this is the traditional one, is a technology license, where we sell a license into perpetuity, we call it perpetual license to a piece of software or hardware, and and then have a support contract to associate that. So, you know, so now if something goes wrong, I can call support, someone's going to answer and help me fix my problem, right? So that's your traditional license model. Then you've got subscription models where I think we all as consumers know what, the, intuitively know what those are, right? So you pay an ongoing subscription for uh, consumption of, for some kind of service, digital service. And then the third area is the derivation of that one, which is a consumption model. So you literally think of it as paying by the drink. Right, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I don't, I'm not paying ahead for an annual subscription. I'm just paying as I go. So those are sort of the three, um, uh, three very different license models, and how things are changing. Everything is shifting, if you will, towards, um, towards the right, from perpetual licenses towards subscriptions and consumption models. And that direction, given cloud technology and how quick and easy it is to, to establish those models it becomes, it's now sort of the the norm. I mean, and we've all seen that in our consumer lives and in the technology world, in the B2B, where we're selling to businesses, that is now becoming more and more uh, the norm. And many of the companies who've been around for a very long time, we can think about many brand name companies um, who've traditionally had perpetual license models, all of them, literally all of them are shifting to subscription and consumption models. And in the process, they've got to rewire their entire operation to to achieve that. But yeah, technology enables the new consumption and subscription models and the entire industry is moving in that direction, if not already there. So in the tech industry, can you kind of talk us through the gap between the role of an engineer and the role of a salesperson? Yeah, and that's where product management sits, right? So yeah, I mean, if you you have a, the value proposition, right? So engineering builds it, product management, I'm going to put product management in here and not just talk about engineering and sales, right? So we have it in context. So product management typically defines the value proposition. Engineering builds it and sales sales sells it, right? So if we're talking B2B, you know, business to business where you've had traditional salespeople out, you know, selling to large uh, businesses in that scenario. If you're talking about consumer products, of course, there is no you know, salesperson 
if you will, you know, you're you're consuming uh, whatever you're consuming online and, and and so forth. But if we think about it in those terms, so is there a gap? Yeah, I mean, it's all about trying to get alignment, right? Because within a company, unless you've got complete alignment on the problem you're solving for the customer and the value proposition that's going to address that problem, uh, everyone has a role to play, but companies really need to have alignment. And if you don't have that sort of product management role, that's sort of a proxy for the business uh, and working with engineering to get it built and then working with marketing and that it's being positioned correctly and then sales that they're actually carrying forward that message to customers, then then you, by definition, have a gap. I mean, you, we all in our lives probably know people are very sales oriented or maybe even have that job. And we all know engineers, at, you know, very different, very different approaches, very different styles, very different personalities and characteristics and how they think about what they do is 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 differently really but but that alignment is critical they're all rowing in the same direction there is a, there is very if you don't have some way to get that alignment there's always going to be a gap because how we interpret things um may be quite different and i've and i've lived that right so you know there's a, some cartoon uh, cartoons out there where uh, you see a little picture of a of a swing on a hanging from a tree you know a homemade swing and it's you know the picture is how the how the engineer sees it and how the salesperson sees it and how the project person sees it and you know sometimes it's got two seats and or else it'll be up in the tree and won't be accessible from the ground and you know it gets the point across is that interpretation of that can be very very different so there is all very often a gap, and this is what product management really fills. So should we consider product person a representative from sale to development, or are they developments ambassador to the rest of the company? So I wonder, does that question kind of miss the point a little bit, right? And maybe that's part of the reason you asked it that way. So product management ultimately has got to be uh, product management is a proxy for the business as a whole. I and mean, when I say that, right, so they're creating a a value proposition that is that is valuable to the customer, that's feasible to build, that's usable, so it's designed well, and that ultimately it's viable for the business. So by definition, that product management uh, function is going to be working with all constituents within the company, very much a 360 thing. If you, if you actually Google uh, the term mini CEO, the first thing that pops up is product manager. And I think that that's right. You've seen that. That's very telling in a way, right? There's a lot of debate in the industry about whether that's the right term to use because, you know, sometimes there's a position that has, depending on the company, um, it can have a lot of responsibility. Sometimes it doesn't always have the authority to get things done. So they're working through influence across engineering, across sales, across support with finance and so forth. But ultimately, ultimately, this is that 360 role. So are they ambassador to, do they represent the other side, if you will, to um, to the other like sales, the perspective of sales to engineering and the perspective of engineering to sales? Um, yeah, I think that's part of it, right? Um, it's for having empathy for uh, all of the constituents and then ultimately getting alignment across all those constituents. Of course, they're not just uh, representative from the sales or development, but they are representative to all of the people in the organization. Ultimately, yes, representative to the business. So again, I kind of, you know, if you keep that mini CEO concept in mind, even though, as I said, there's debate about it, 
Um, and and they're a proxy for the business overall because you got to create products that are uh, valuable to the customer, feasible to build, usable, and ultimately viable to the business. So you, if you create a product that's, you know, costs X million to build, but ultimately is not going to, you know, and has huge cost of delivery, like your, your, your cloud operation is very, very costly, but you're charging very little, that's not viable to the business. So now the product, you've got to think about everything. You've got to think about what's the ongoing cost of delivering this product, et cetera. So those are the four big things. And ultimately, you're accountable to the business. Thanks for that. So obviously, Laura, you have a lot of uh, valuable experience. So for someone that wants to get into project management, what would you kind of say to them and what kind of competencies would they need to learn for this role? So if we're talking about specifically in the technology industry, that's one thing. Um, but every company is a technology company now. right? So we've seen companies that weren't traditionally thinking about technology in, in the in the software sense that are now all IoT enabled devices and you know even drills uh, and you know tools and screwdrivers you know they're all IoT enabled. I mean it's pretty pretty skipping ropes, IoT enabled skipping ropes. But so companies that weren't typically tech companies are tech companies, and I think that's important to think about. Think about the domain space that you're going to go into. So I think that there's ultimately there's a few things that are important. One is the domain space that you're going into, which so knowledge of the space and then knowledge of the, the function. Many uh, product managers now have an MBA and that wasn't always the case. Um, you don't have to, I don't think it's absolutely essential, um, but it's certainly helpful. And the reason an MBA is helpful is because to my earlier comments, product management is seen more as a sort of a 360 business role. You've got to make these products that are viable to the business or proxy for that. And so understanding the, the PNL aspect, not just understanding the, the technical features and functions of a product have become really, really important. In the research that I've been doing in the last few years, I've noticed three sort of big personas, definitions, if you will, in, in the product management role. And I call them the, the technologist, the generalist, and the customer experience enthusiast. And that's kind of how I've sort of classified them um, uh, in, my, uh, in my work. The technologists, they're typically folks who come out of engineering. And they have typically, not exclusively, right, but typically are working on very deep technical problems. They may be working, may be found more in hardware companies where they really have to um, they really have to understand the production process and, and all of that to be successful. So those are the technologists. The generalists are the general manager types, right? So they see all aspects of the business. They're looking at both the, the engineering side, the sales side, the support side. They tend to think holistically. And so those kind of skills, general management type of holistic skills are very, uh, are very prevalent out there. And then the customer experience enthusiasts, these are folks who, I'll call them maybe newer generation product managers, where they're looking holistically at the whole experience, not just for the software piece or the, right, but they're looking at the whole experience. What is, what is it like when the customer actually then calls us when they have a problem? 
how is that experience interconnected with when they're actually using the product? How can you embed um, upsell opportunities to premium services or premium offers inside the product? Um, how can you, how do they buy? What's the buying experience like, right? So there's a category of product management leaders that really are, are very, very deep in, in those areas. So those are a lot of the skills that become really important. That just depends on where the emphasis is and where the need is in a given company. So again, summarizing it, business background is super helpful. A technical foundation is important. And thinking about experience in a holistic way from buying to using to upgrading, supporting, end of lifing, that that becomes uh, that becomes really important. I think the other skills, so that's sort of the categories. The other skills are empathy, empathy for the customer, right? To walk in their shoes, to really understand the problems that they have, because you want to fall in love with the problem, because at the end of the day, when you solve that problem is, is what the customer is going to pay for. And then also empathy works internally as well as you're working with a product manager, working with all the constituents internally. And I think the other big skill um, that uh, one has to get used to as a product manager you get to be an expert in saying no a lot. I mean, in every every release, every product release, you know, the engineers are producing and you've got a product roadmap to manage and every release is an exercise in how do you fit 20 pounds of stuff into a five pound bag? I mean, it's just, and it's never possible and nobody's happy because they don't get their favorite thing done in the release that they want done. So, you know, we either defer it or maybe we get don't get to do it at all, but yeah having that ability to have conviction in what you're doing because you will have to say no a lot with empathy. <laughs> so I think that kind of falls into the prioritization part of the product management role. But uh, for now, we're going to uh, open the questions from the audience. So if there's any. Hi, uh, my name is Abhishek. Uh, my question is, um, uh, I've seen the evolution from platform as a service to infrastructure as a service to software as a service. Where do you see the role of a product manager moving? So there's a few elements in there to address. You mentioned infrastructure as a service, platform as a service, software as a service. The key point there is anything can be delivered as a service. So the reference is really to the delivery model. And whatever you put in the front, this is where we talk about X AAS, which is X meaning anything. So the evolution if there is one, is is literally everything as a service. And as a product manager, we're talking about platforms and we're talking about applications that run on those platforms. You can be a product manager for the platform itself. Or you could be a product manager for an application that runs on the platform. Now, the product managers that are, are responsible for the applications, they're pushing their requirements of the platform internally because there'll be a decision there about well, if five of the of my six applications are asking me for feature X, well, maybe we will take that and include it in the platform. So now anybody can consume that feature. My name is Abhay. My question is, uh, what is the importance of uh, industry-specific knowledge along with the business and empathy, which you mentioned? Yeah. So domain-space knowledge, it's certainly very, very helpful. I would say... Um, you know, if you're starting out and you want to get into product management right away, uh, then having something else, other if you've no experience in product management, then bringing something else to the table is going to be pretty critical. 
So let's say I'm making this up, but you know, if you wanted, you're getting into product management in um, maybe in the financial software space. So you have some experience as a customer in that space, potentially, right? You work for a bank and now you're gonna join a company that's selling a value proposition to, to banks. Then that's valuable. That's that's uh, that your knowledge of that domain space becomes important. Your knowledge of as a customer proxy be, is really valuable, and so that may be an entry into product management. I think if you again, depending on the product, domain space is always is is always going to be helpful. There may be many companies who are more horizontally focused, so they're not focused on a particular domain space, but they're you know like I don't know Salesforce, Slack, you know any any. Uh, Think of, of many uh, broad products that are marketed to to many different domains and verticals. Um, in that case, you know, coming in, uh, understanding the technology, or coming in as a as a customer experience with some customer experience design uh, capability is helpful. Um, UI design is always uh, always very helpful. Maybe even a financial background can be helpful. But the domain space is super helpful because at the end of the day, you're selling. You're defining a value proposition for a target audience. And if you have any experience with that audience, that's leverageable as you navigate your uh, your careers into product management. So I think that's all the questions from us. So we're going to wrap it up here. Thank you, Laura, uh, for taking the time to talk with us and share your ideas and experience with us today. Thanks, you guys. And best of luck uh, in your careers as you go forward. Thank you for listening. Please follow and share if you like the pod. Music is Voltaic Fluctuations by Ben Prunty and used with his permission. 